This is Rating Descending, where we watch IMDb's worst 250 so you don't have to. I'm Michelle St. Clair. I'm Abigail Ward. And this week we watched Ouija. A group of friends must confront their most terrifying fears when they awaken the dark powers of an ancient spirit board. Let's watch. Feed me more. Feed me more. He's a cheese baby. More. Uh, more, more, more. That was the. Oh God. Okay. Well, here's my burger. It's chicken. Okay. It's a chicken burger. Chicken Just eat it slowly. Okay. No, don't, don't eat it. Ah, oh, this is good. Mm. It's good. That's it. It's good. Yeah, it is good. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, bye. Uh, 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 Oh, I Is it yummy? Tasty. Yeah, tasty. Yeah. More. No. More. I don't have any more. Still hungry. Okay, well, I've got like. Still hungry. How about this jumper? My sweater. Do you want to. Yeah, it's a sweater. Jumper. I mean, like, it's just. It's What's not it food. made of? Wool. Wool? Wool. Wool like, from animal? Yeah, oh, mate, yes. <laughs> It's good. No one, no one. I have an emergency. Angry, angry. Why are you looking at me like that? No, I'm not food. Me I'm your friend. So hungry. No, me no so hungry. No God, no. It's pretty good. I guess I'm just here now. How are you guys? I feel pretty full. (laughs) Maybe I ate a little too much. (laughs) Um, yeah, wheelchair was pretty weird as a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning. Well, it's not in the morning. Fuck. It's two. Good afternoon, Michelle. <laughs> Good afternoon. <laughs> I'm having a rough day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Um, I always want to come into these episodes with a funny, and then I usually just sit here in silence going, I don't have any thoughts in my head whatsoever. <sighs> it's rare these days to have a thought in one's head. What with these unprecedented times? It is rare to have a thought in one's head in these most unprecedented times. This is, I'm like... Are you doing us or are you doing Margaret Thatcher? No, (laughs) I'm doing like at the beginning of like a children's focused fantastical... Ah. Film, book, or series like the old man who's like reading it out. I thought it was either going to be 
Red from Us. Mm. Or it was going to be Thatcher. Or it was going to be the food critic from Ratatouille. Uh, the work of a critic is one that is easy. Is easy. <laughs> I was doing like a, this. We will tell you the tale of the legend of rating descending. You know, Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah, that's the theme music for Rating Descending. I wrote it myself. <laughs> Did you have a good night last night, Michelle? I had a really good night last night. Uh, for context, I've been feeling really, really bad. And then Abby organized a great thing where a bunch of friends came over and sent in messages. And it was really, really needed and really valued and really appreciated. And it's the kind of thing that in like two or three days, I'm going to cry a lot about. And right now I'm just sitting in the afterglow of, <laughs> I feel good. <laughs> That's unfamiliar. I'm really glad you didn't cry at the party because I yeah. was super worried it would overwhelm you because it yeah. was all a surprise. Yeah. And I'm glad you had a good night. And I think things are going to turn around for you in 2021, Michelle. I have a good feeling. Yeah, I mean, I, one it, as a lover of bad movies, I have never had a year with so many bad movies to watch ahead of me. So it's already so promising. <laughs> it's already filled with promise and potential. If everything feels dark and scary, you do have an objective in life. And that's to complete this list. Yeah. At the at the very least, I know that for the next few years, I have something to do. Exactly. Yeah. You have to sit here with me every week. Every week. For the week. next four and a half years and watch a bad movie with me and talk about it. And there's no escaping that. Oh my You're God. legally obliged, contractually obligated uh -huh. to complete this with me. Failure to do so will result in termination immediately. You will be have to. You'll have to remove your belongings, leave the building within fifty minutes, or you will be escorted by security. Don't laugh. Oh, it's I'm not sorry. funny. It's it's kind of hey, funny. <laughs> who's in charge? Who's talking here? Me. I'm talking now. I'm in charge. <gasps> oh. I'm taking. I'm taking control of this oh. whole thing. Oh, that's hot. That's so ah. fucking hot. Oh, I'm gonna get you, Abigail. <laughs> now I'm in charge. Oh, what are you gonna do about it? I'm speaking already. <laughs> Um, Let's you, just terminate her now. Let's you guys, just get her out. You guys at home should read the contract we signed with, obviously with IMDb. It's like 40 pages long. It's very, very uh, sinister and draconian. Failure you, to complete this quest will result in our immediate termination from life. From life. Um, uh, in particular. Which is a bit exciting. There's a clause that says, like, it, even if we get sainted, we're going to hell. Like, if we don't do it. Like, it's, it is, I think whoever owns IMDb is... Is it Amazon? I'm, I know Amazon own a whole bunch of websites as well. Damn. <laughs> and they own some websites. <laughs> but that would make sense in a Bezos contract. It's having, uh, you know, if you in any way fail to complete your duties, we're going to suck you into hell. Because I imagine he is the devil. Um, he's like, uh, he probably plays the fiddle. On his rooftop Cut while Rome burns around him. <laughs> Cut it all out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you had a good night. It was a nice time. Speaking of incredible achievements, <laughs> to, to really go to the opposite side of the scale, Segway time. we watched Ouija. Ouija. Or as the Americans say, Ouija. Ouija. I looked it up. It is pronounced both ways. That's strange. 
Well, to be fair, the person who made it, well, not the person who made it, the person who bought it off the person who made it, uh, declared that it's called Ouija. He found out it was called Ouija by asking the board itself, and it told him that it was (laughs) called Ouija. And also, there's a theory that it's a combination of the French and German word for yes. We and ya. This film was, was, was... Not the worst at all. No. Not the best, but not the worst. But it flew by. I think Sex in the City 2 was a new bar because yeah. it was two and a half hours long, cripplingly slow, not much happened. This was 90 minutes and a lot of things happened. Yeah. It was just stupid and schlocky and bad. I wouldn't in any way call it a tight 90 minutes, but it was still, it wasn't loose. I can't believe that Sex in the City 2 had an hour's more content than this horror film. <laughs> to be fair, this also felt like it went far too long. This was a 40-minute movie with a fucking 60-minute first act. Correct. Like, up front, I agree. This movie actually doesn't belong on this list. This is another one of those movies that it's here because of the requirement of it having 10,000 reviews to be on this list eliminates a lot of the really, really bad movies. Of the the category where we've said it doesn't belong in this list it's still towards the bottom. It, I, when I was looking it up, for example, like this is one of the few movies where instead of having a lot of one star and a lot of 10 star reviews, it really does just have a lot of four and five star reviews because it's kind of nothing. Yeah. It's not really anything. It's a paint by numbers horror movie. It, I, can't, I can barely even remember it. <laughs> we just watched it. I know. I was horrified while watching it, not at the scary things that were happening. I'm like, how the hell is this going to be a compelling episode of the podcast? There's nothing to comment on with this movie. How was your day? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll do the overview and then yeah. we can talk specifically about stuff. Hopefully that overview will like jog your memory. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Demi and Lane are childhood best friends who grew up playing with a Ouija board. Now as teenagers, Debbie tells Lane something is happening with her own Ouija board and soon after, Debbie is found hanged. At the wake, Lane becomes suspicious of the death and gets her boyfriend, her sister, Debbie's boyfriend Pete and her friend Isabel and attempts to use Debbie's Ouija board to contact her. They think they've made contact, but it is quickly cut off. Soon after, they are all stalked by the phrase, Hi, friend, and so they try to contact the spirit with the Ouija board again. They realize it is not actually Debbie and that they have awakened a malicious spirit uh, called D-Z and Mother. Isabel is possessed and killed, so Lane and Pete go through Debbie's things and realize she found the Ouija board in the attic and the house once belonged to the Xander family. They find the living Xander, Paulina, in a psychiatric hospital and she tells them that her mother was a medium who intentionally possessed her sister Doris, who she then killed, before Paulina subsequently killed Mother. They go back to Debbie's house to find Doris's body so that they can free her spirit. They do that, and Mother is vanquished. Soon after this, Pete gets killed, and they quickly realize Paulina was lying to them and that Doris is the true evil spirit. They return and defeat Doris's spirit with Lane and her sister Sarah, now free from the Ouija board. Yeah, if that sounded muddled and confusing, that's because it was a little muddled and confusing. I love how we have to do these overviews of these terrible stories, and they're so hard because the story doesn't make sense. Yeah, a lot of them have the common theme of, like, a lot of things that don't really amount to anything, but you should probably still mention in an overview. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, the character of Isabel is nothing. 
I, she, she has no character whatsoever and then she just dies. And you called it. You were like, yeah. she's going to die first because she's nobody. Yeah. And she was like the fifth wheel in the group as well. She they always die first. It was two couples and a woman. As a perpetually single person, I would be the die to, I, I'd be the one to <laughs> die first in a horror film. You, I, no, I don't know about that. We've talked about this. I'm definitely yeah. an early dyer. You're a survivor. Thank you. I stand by that. It's because I have a deep-seated terror of dying. Whereas I'm kind of getting to the point of embracing it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll talk more about it later. Yeah, we should, we should address this later. Um, yeah, the most distinctive thing that we commented on, like, really early, I remember turning to you and I said, oh, is this going to be one of those movies where the midpoint should be the first act turn? Mm. And it was. But the more telling thing was that you feel like you're getting into the climax of the movie and then you're like, oh, but there's like 20 minutes left and there's a whole nother set of things. Yeah. It's like the whole second half of the movie was the movie, right? Because the entry into the third act should have been the midpoint. Mm. That, like the whole thing was a 40 minute movie. It's what I said earlier. It's a 40 minute movie that took place after a 60 minute movie. The beginning was just too long. All of yeah. the turning points were like, too late in the story and they were and, just off and these people aren't interesting enough to sit with for like 60 minutes i will say it did get me in that first bit it because did. you it starts with the two girls playing with a ouija board and there's a blonde girl and a brunette girl and i felt like the brunette girl was the protagonist especially because yeah. it was like she was hesitant it scared her and then her sister comes in she's like sarah get out yeah um and then you see the blonde girl grow up and now she's playing with the Ouija board and you're like, oh, I didn't think she would be the protagonist. And then she has like a weird experience. She talks to her brunette friend and then she hangs herself. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, mm. I, okay, that did shock me and surprise me. Everything else was predictable nonsense. Like the fact that Sarah came back as a main character and it was really about sisters the whole time. It was as much about sisters as, as Black, Black Christmas, Christmas was. Actually, less. Black Christmas at least said over and over and over again we're, we're sisters. sisters in this they were just both sisters i love that's like that if the loose theme is like sisters and family i love how films like demonstrate that by just restating again and again that we're family yeah to be fair it, it's i think it's um it's it's the film equivalent of the pavlov effect like mm. if they just uh, say pa it pavlova Sorry, Pavlova of the effect. Pavlova effect. Where if you bake something for long enough and it gets hard and crunchy enough, you can just lather it in cream and strawberries. Well, I think the Pavlova effect is um, if New Zealand invents something, Australians will take credit for it. I think the Pavlova effect is that if you make something that looks like a fluffy, like fluffy cloud, mm. but really it's like dry and crackly and tastes really like weirdly sugarily sweet, mm. it's a betrayal. Fuck meringue. I mean, that sentiment reminds me of cloud bread, which was like really trendy on Instagram a few years ago and has become trendy on TikTok again. And it's really just undercooked meringue. Like it's meringue Ugh. that isn't fully cooked so that it looks like bread, but it looks like it's fluffy and light. It's nothing. It just the, tastes like fucking sugary egg whites. The audacity of meringue to look so fluffy and be so hard. Yeah. Well, the that's what the I goal. Like, I don't like crunchy meringue. I like uh, the meringue you put on like the top of a lemon pie. Mm, and you toast it? Yeah, it's good just a shit. little toasty at the top, but it's all fluffy and soft. Yeah. That's good yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. That's good shit. Oh, I'm glad we're like diving into this meringue discourse. <laughs> um, email us at ratingdescending at gmail.com. 
to let us know your thoughts on meringue. If they are different to my thoughts on meringue, you're dead to me. Your whole family's dead to me. It's, I'll kill you. We're just pineapple I'll lumps kill your dad. Again. I'll kill your mom. What? I'll kill your grandpa. I'll kill your uncle Joe. I'll kill your auntie Sue. I will kill everybody. This is scarier than anything in this movie. Thanks. All of the times you got scared in this movie, because uh, I noticed you got scared two or three times. <laughs> no, I didn't. They were all just jump scares. <laughs> it's exactly what I said before. It's that just startling. It's that unfair. It was scary. Uh, I'm sorry. It wasn't Abby. It was a different tall blonde woman next to me. <laughs> that was scary. I'm an adult. No, yeah. Abby's too child. cool for that. Yeah. Pretty cool. <laughs> if you couldn't tell. Yeah. I, at first I was like, oh, did Abby get scared? And that's like, no, she's too cool for that. No, you, you turned around. I'm just there fully flexing next to you. <laughs> my muscles are so big. They're just ripping out of my shirt. And I'm like, <laughs> weak, cringe <laughs> at the whole film for an hour. <laughs> Um, cringe. Falling in love. Cringe. That sounds like something you'd say. Yes. <laughs> also, all of your idea of what's cool is rooted in, like, toxic masculinity. It's, yeah, it's a fun time. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's, like, you're it's all enjoyable. here being feminine and shit, like a loser. Um, I'm better than you because I'm like a man. Yeah. All of my male traits make me better than you. It feels very nice and supportive. <laughs> um... Yeah, so aside from the, like, really long first act, one of the other things that I definitely thought was funny was, like, the appearance of the spirits. Because when we first see them, like, it's it was just the paranormal activity thing where there's some stuff that lightly moves around, and you're like, ah, it moved. Um, but then around the middle is where we first see them because there's a whole thing in the movie. I don't know if it's a real thing with Ouija boards of, like, if you look through the planchette, you can see the spirit. mm and so she looks around, and then there's a little girl with her lips sewn shut, which Wait, is like, Meh. hang on, hang on, sorry. How did you know it was called a planchette? So they they say it multiple times in the movie. Do they? Yeah. It's not just like look through the hole or the glass. No, it, the, they the, knew the term planchette. Planchette, yeah, the little sort of triangly love heart thing. So that's the whole thing is the planchette. The whole thing is the planchette. Oh, I thought you meant just the piece of glass or plastic was called the planchette, and I was like. The fucking goal that you have to know that <laughs> word and just bust it out on me casually. Fuck you. <laughs> well, no, the, the Ouija board comes with a planchette. You're just like flexing your vocabulary, but I'm flexing my actual <laughs> muscles. It's- so who's better? <laughs> who's cooler? It's me. Um, yeah, there's a, if they look through the planchette, so there's the little girl with a lip sewn shut, which is like, it's a classic, like easy. It feels like cheating it's just like a classic oh i'm scared of my lips being sewn shut aren't we all yeah well i don't know it's it's like if something was rotting and you're like yeah that's scary i remember one time when i was a kid i woke up and my eyes were glued together because all this sleep had come out and like Mm. sealed my eyes shut and it was the scariest thing ever. Yeah. I didn't understand what had happened. I thought that someone had literally glued my eyes together. And I got out of bed and I, like, wandered through the house and I found my mom. And I was, like, crying, but it was it was weird because they were just leaking out <laughs> yeah. the corners of my eyes. Um, and I found my mom and I was like, can you – I don't know what's going on. And she had to get out this, like, warm water and dab it off my eyes and, like, push them open again. I, think I watched an episode of a kid's cartoon that had a similar plot line. No, no, you didn't. This is an original Abigail tale. Thank you very much. <laughs> what I was going to say, though, is that then we see Mother, who she sees because she, like, 
goes from looking at the little girl through the planchette and she like moves over to where the girl's pointing. And there is mother just looks like a 40 year old woman dressed just like a regular middle class, middle-aged white woman with a, a facial effect that I can only describe as 2009 YouTubers who just discovered Sony Vegas uh, it's that so sort of vibe. specific. It is, but I feel like someone in the audience will get what I mean. Uh, and she's like, sort of just. If you're that listener, get in touch with us <laughs> at ratingdescending at gmail.com. This is the longest running bit of my life. Um, she's like hunched over and like running across the frame, and it's so unscary. It's so, silly. <laughs> it's so silly. We had a giggle at that. Yeah. The jump scare did get me there. Mm. Seeing that, like seeing Debbie with her lips sewn shut, I was like, "That's that genuinely shocked me." But it's me. not scary; it's sudden. It's sudden, exactly. Yeah. The whole twist of the movie, as well, is really, really stupid. The twist. The, well, that it—it's not really like Mother was actually trying to warn them away from Doris. Doris is the true evil that was spirit. So fucking it's good. very stupid. The woman that played like, <laughs> uh, what was her name? Paulina. Paulina um, in the psych ward. Um, uh, I did not write down her name. But yeah, the woman who played Paulina in the psych ward. Uh, uh, she oh, was fucking um, hell. Let me burp in peace. <laughs> let me do my thing. I will burp all day. And then I shall sing. Earlier this morning, I was like, I'm really proud of what we've done on the podcast. And I, I wish I had said that on a different day because this is not what I'm proud of at all. You are the heart and soul of this podcast. I'm just like this chaotic, <laughs> moody bitch that comes in every episode too. And I'm like, I feel terrible or I, I feel amazing. I'm like desperately trying to talk about my life experience and this bad movie. And you're just like, bah! oh, what's happening? But it doesn't add a bit of spice. A bit oh, it of is. Flavor. I'm salt, you're pepper. You are apples and I'm tangerines. What? Different fruit from the same tree. Oh. Shouldn't shouldn't you famously not compare those, though? I don't understand the phrase, you shouldn't compare apples and oranges. They're both fruit. They're in a perfectly fine category together. Is it just because, like, they're just different fruit? Yeah, I guess it's like, well, you know, if you, if you are like, is this a good or a bad apple, you should compare it to other apples. <laughs> on some level, I get that, but also we can still compare apples and oranges. And it's like, what would you prefer, apple juice or orange juice? Apple juice. Same. Easy. <laughs> I was so shocked by that. Same. <laughs> it was great. Me too. Oh, my yeah. God. We can compare them. They're both juice. What did you just say? They're both juice. Okay. Well, I'm a quarter Jewish. Ah. So watch your fucking mouth. <laughs> um, yeah, it was really lame. The twist was really lame, and I like <laughs> it's a real eye roll sort of moment. She goes back to the psych ward, and the woman's there, like, "You did it! You freed Doris!" <laughs> It was the it's worst performance really of almost stupid. anything in any movie we've watched so yeah. far. I enjoyed it so thoroughly. Oh, my God. It's also yet another movie where, like, 
they're all teenagers but they're also the blandest teenagers who live in like two-story homes they have no struggles in life and also oh they have no struggles in life but her mom isn't around so you know she has had a struggle at some point um and like they're also all played by people in their mid to late 20s (laughs) yeah (laughs) so weird i have a question for you michelle Uh uh-huh uh, would you ever use a Ouija board? And if you could, who would you get in contact with? I mean, I, okay. So, You've got one choice, one person you can contact okay. that is dead. Because my real answer is no, I wouldn't because I already know the effect. I can't remember the name of it. That is basically like unconscious movement that makes it absolute total bullshit. It's always someone unconsciously moving the planchette. Yeah, 100%. Um, it's also weird that a board game, because it's sold as a board game, it's weird that a board game would be used to be the confirmation of spirits. Um, mm. Now, your second question, who would I contact? Um, obviously, oh, I mean, I feel like I've got to be the kind of person who'd be like, I'd contact Gandhi, you know? Um, but I I think I don't well do I have to know them? No, I don't have to know them. But they no, have to, you don't do need to ha- know them. Do they have to have died around that area or something? Like why would why would a, an English spirit be here? Why would they be here? Or are they in extra dimensional space and the Ouija board funnels them to where Let's say the latter. Okay. Um yeah, um, but I appreciate that you want to get your bearings on this question. I feel like so I do give that. Me the best answer possible. I feel like every time we have like a fictional question, I always ask way too many clarifying questions about it. I love it. that. Oh, thank I love you. That. Okay, I think that's cool. good. You know, you're taking my dumb question seriously. Yeah, well, because otherwise it's it just feels arbitrary. I'm like, what are the actual rules of this game? Mm. Um, and the thing is, is that I both want to give a genuine answer or a joke answer, but I can't think of anything ge- genuine or funny. So I'm going to say uh, the spirit I would call is uh, the uh, uh, bomb ass pussy. That <laughs> hang, hang on. Mass <laughs> Pussy. That's you possessed. That's me possessed. By the bomb ass pussy. I'm so glad that they're going to be treated by our worst episode. <laughs> you guys have worst episode? I, I, we've got a really loose energy. Um, I think it's chill. It is chill. Mm. It's kind of chill. It's a nice relaxing episode. Mm. Well, who would you call? Mm. E.T. What? what? <laughs> you would call the fictional character of fictional. E.T. Who didn't die. He didn't even die in the movie. Oh, he's dead now. That was in the 80s, you know? He's centuries old. Those aliens only live for 30 years. No, they don't. They're centuries old. Yeah, they do. Why are you saying this? Because I can say anything, (laughs) and it could be true. (laughs) That's true. What I love about fictional characters is you can say anything you want about them, Mm. right? Like, that's why I love when people headcanon a certain character as gay. It's like, yeah, they're fake. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, Yeah. Mm. Luke Skywalker is a little gay twink. What? He ran off to an island by himself. Oh, he never married? Yeah, he's gay. Mm -hmm. I know what the 70s are like. He was a famous bachelor. Yeah, he's gay. Come on. No, I've got a real answer. Okay, what's your real answer? Mm. Um, Elliot from E.T. What the fuck? He's dead now. They're no, all dead. What, what, I've how decided long ago do you think co- the 80s was? He's not dead now. 
No, who's Deb? He was like 10 in the 80s. He's it's like canon. 45 now or however long. It's super canon because like, again, like you can say anything, right? That's true. That's yeah. True. He was famously run over by a truck in 96. <laughs> Everyone in E.T. actually exploded in their house <laughs> right after the film ended. That's the canon ending that you didn't get to see. <laughs> no, if I could like communicate with anybody, it'd be John Benet Ramsey and I'd be like, who did it? Who killed you? It's kind of dark. Oh, yeah. This okay. isn't a po- comedy podcast. Oh, okay. This is a true crime podcast, right? My favorite murder. Do, do, do. Just beep that. Do. My favorite beep. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah, no. This is, this is true crime, right? This yeah. Is what the, that's the genre that we're dabbling in. Yeah. So in Ouija, like, who do you think did it? You know, like, what are all the facts? What are all the... I, I thought for a long time it was going to be Debbie's boyfriend. Because mm. he w- had weird energy. He had really weird energy. He brought every scene to this, like, suspicious eyes, like, looking around. Mm. Like, uh, and when he was, like, looking at the swinging lights, I'm like, he did it. He did it. He did this. And that's going to be the twist. But then he just dies. Yeah. So arbitrarily. There's no real twist there. The way that everyone dies in this doesn't feel scary. It just feels like, oh. This is one of my main problems with supernatural horror movies. Mm. Is that frequently, this was also the problem in Ghost Dimension and Paranormal Activity 4. um, And it promises to be the problem in any future supernatural horror movies. The force they're fighting is one that they frequently can't see, but also have no means to defeat, right? Like, it is seemingly all-powerful. It can just, like... Like, in this movie, the way that they're killed is that, like, Isabel is just standing there, and then she gets possessed. And also, by who? Doris wasn't able to be free until Mother was killed. Mother was trying to stop them from getting killed by Doris. Mm. This was before Mother was killed. Who killed Isabel? Yeah, what the fuck? Doesn't mean anything. She's just standing in her bathroom, and then her eyes go white, and then she floats in the air, and then she falls over and goes, bonk! On the sink. On the sink. Which it was so good. Really stupid and sca- and not scary at all. Um, but it was also like, oh, how are they going to fight that? Like, they can't. It seems like at any time it could just choose to possess and kill them. Yeah. So, like, what are the stakes? There's no stakes whatsoever. And the final fight is ridiculously easy. While, like, the main character is, like, fighting, like, the, the demon that is Doris. Yeah. Behind her, her sister just chucks her body into the incinerator. <laughs> really, she's really like focused and like slumps it yeah, in. Yeah, <laughs> it's just so anticlimactic, it's but that's the finale. Is that that's how they defeat Doris? Oh, but then uh, she starts getting possessed, and you're like, oh no, she's gonna lose. But then Debbie's spirit puts her hand on Lane's yeah, hand. Yeah, that was so good. And that stops Lane from getting possessed, which that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, no, the strength of Debbie's friendship is what saved the day. This film's about friendship. It's man. totally pointless and meaningless and vacuous of thought. I relate to that. <laughs> that feels like, honestly, I'm on the same page today. <laughs> I'm I'm cutting it. I'm cutting it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) Um, Uh, Yeah, it just felt really dumb and totally meaningless. And yeah, they had the same thing in Paranormal Activity. At the end, they summon the demon. I'm like, oh, this demon seems like something they can't possibly face. I guess I can't care anymore. Yeah. Like, 
They can't do anything. These horror films are going to be the worst on the list. Yeah, they're the ones I, I said at the beginning. Bummer. They're the ones I'm the least looking forward to because they're not going to be fun bad. They're all no. going to be a real downer. We've got rings in two weeks. Oh, God. Oh. We, go, we have Human Centipede this year. Oh, I'm actually excited for no, that. I, I'm so keen for n- that. Never in my life have I been less excited to watch a movie. Have you ever shat into someone's mouth? Then you don't know their truth, so That's you can't none judge. none of your business. That's none of your business. That's why I don't like... They're like, oh, it's horrific. I'm like, fuck you. Stop kink shaming me. So, so Brooke's, uh, Brooke's new anyone. brown lipstick. Oh, I don't know why. Lipstick. That really brought it into the, the realm of the real in a way that I did not like. The realm of the real. <laughs> Is the realm that we abide to. Are you sitting quite comfortably? Good. Then I shall begin. I am sitting comfortably. Harry Potter is dead. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for being here, Mrs. Thatcher. Now over to Buckingham Palace. The way that you're saying it makes it sound like it's a sample at the beginning of a song and like it's about to go. Are you sitting quite comfortably? Good. Then I shall begin. Hey. Summertime. 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 Are you sitting quite comfortably? Summertime. Summertime. It's Fat Boy Slim's new song. It's called. It's called. Are you. It's. Yeah, it was a weird movie. <laughs> um, the one thing that really genuinely made me angry was the cliffhanger ending, all in quotes, of like, they're back at home. She's there with her sister Sarah, who's also very clearly played by an actress much older than her um, and is meant to be like 14. The fuck? She's yeah. 30. Yeah. Um, it's one thing to get a 30-year-old to play an 18-year-old and it's another to make them play a 14-year-old. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Um, 100% agreed. Yeah. How fucked is it that, like, they get adults to play teenagers? So when you're a teenager, you're watching it being like, how come I don't look like that? Yeah. Adults are way more attractive than teenagers. That's yeah. a fact. When you're in your 20s, you look amazing compared to your teen years. Yeah. You've, like, you've gotten over your awkward stage. You're finding out who you are as a human being. Your style changes and evolves. The way you carry yourself is more confident. Yeah. It's just hot. So when you watch teen shit and you're like, how come all these people look so put together and so beautiful? It's because they're not teenagers. teenagers they're not 16. awkward and gangly, and but also chubby. And like, mm. they're, they're all over the place. And like, that would make for a compelling story. I mm. guess, you know, we've both said, I don't like watching movies about teenagers, but you know what? I would if they were teenagers. Mm. I don't like watching movies in which a 25-year-old is trying to be 17. And they're like not smoking anything. by themselves by a harbour, ruminating. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't mean anything to me. It's not a relatable teenage experience in any way. I also don't like how they do it so that they can make the teenagers really hot. I'm like, exactly. I want to find a 16-year-old really hot. Exactly. I would 100% agree. <laughs> Yeah, it's fucked up. Although I will say TikTok is full of beautiful teenagers and that Mm. freaks me out. Yeah. They look stunning and they're like, I'm 18. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Fuck you. (laughs) When I was 18, I looked like a little goblin. (laughs) Oh, man. When I was fucking 15, I looked like a fucking gremlin. Like, absolutely awful. My haircut was awful. I had, like, braces, but not in a hot way. Um... Just it, always like breaking out everywhere. Just every every part. Of, I looked like like the same, but 
like somehow skinnier, but not in a not in a nice way. Like really awful looking goblin. Yeah, when I was like sixteen, I was like, I still had all my puppy fat. My mm. cheeks was just super red and like just chubby. My hair, I didn't know how to style my hair, so I just had a lot of blonde hair that looked terrible. Yeah. And like I was just so awkward in the way I carried myself. I'd wear these like big baggy jumpers and it looked like I just wanted to hide into myself. Yeah. It was just so awkward. It was so bad. And I started getting acne when I was like 16, 17. Yeah. Ooh. Right. Such grim times. I resent these professionally be- beautiful 24-year-olds trying to go, yeah, we're 16. Yeah. No, you're not. Fuck you, mom. I'm get 16. Get out of here. Yeah. Um, anyway, the cliffhanger ending. So they get back home. They're the only two to have survived it because everyone else is really arbitrarily killed at one point or another and it doesn't mean anything and you don't feel anything for their deaths. Um, and Sarah, the sister, leaves the room and then Lane goes to floss her teeth, which we watch in real time. Her floss one third of her teeth, and then she leaves. Yeah. Um, and she goes back, and then she sees, she's like, <gasps> and then the camera pans down, and we see the planchette from the we thought burnt Ouija board just sitting on her table. And then she picks it up and she looks through it at the camera, and then that's the end spooky it's one of those it's it's a cliffhanger because it's meant to imply something but what it implies doesn't mean anything no it didn't mean anything nonsense not scary michelle why are we doing this (laughs) well this one thing i will say as like an intro to the trivia so this movie was produced by bloomhouse like um who around this time like in the late 2000s uh, and then 2010s had a real string of incredibly bad but very financially successful horror movies like the Insidious franchise. I feel like the Conjuring universe is doing what Bloomhouse was doing in the in the late 2000s, early 2010s. Mm. Of just like it doesn't matter about the quality; you're just churning out in, like very very similar horror movies for a specific audience that is not an audience that likes movies they just like horror movies yeah and they somehow make a ton of money like it's it on that note guess the budget oh um uh, also bloomhouse in addition to things like insidious and ouija and all of that also produced get out uh whiplash like they've won academy awards and also have made this rubbish it's Fuck. so weird anyway, um budget yeah 20 mil. Five to eight million. Mm. So very low budget. Yeah. Kind of surprisingly low Mm. budget. And then guess how much it made. I feel like I've heard about Ouija a lot. So I'm assuming it made plenty. Um, Maybe like 70 million. 103 million. Fuck. I resent that this movie was made for 5 million and made 103 million dollars. Yeah. Um, it's. Did they make a sequel to this? They made a prequel to it because nobody uh. liked this movie. So they made one called Ouija Origin of Evil, which okay. is about the Xander sisters and mother. Okay. It actually got good reviews. What? I know. I don't believe that. I in no way want to watch it, but I was so surprised. They they were basically like, let's just make another movie about a Ouija board Mm. and just make it as unrelated as possible. Yeah. I actually have a surprising amount of trivia. Um, Poor test screenings resulted in reshoots occurring four months before its theatrical release, which, according to Olivia Cook, resulted in half the film being reshot. Fuck. The original cut contained a different assortment of footage, including the character of Paulina being added in the reshoots. 
um, Aaron Moriarty had a character being removed. Sorry. Aaron Moriarty's character was removed from the film entirely and new plot points were added, including an alternate death scene for Debbie, where she instead um, falls to her death instead of hanging herself, which is why the chandelier is swinging when Pete sees it. You know how you were like, why is the, what's with the chandelier swinging? What's yeah. happening with that? That's, that's meant to connect to a different version of Debbie's death mm. than the one we actually see. Mm. That's why we were both like, but didn't she die a different way than that? Got you. She did. Um, yeah. I can't believe this was like half of it was reshot four months before release. Four months. That is insane. That's a crazy turnaround. Um, but also this movie probably could use a, another fine cut. So yeah, I kind of <laughs> in some ways believe that. Yeah. I'm just surprised it was like mixed and graded that quickly. Yeah. Like, how did they turn around everything? It makes me think of... Um, when Ridley Scott wanted to remove Kevin Spacey from all the money in the world. And you could tell like he was doing it in part because of the pressure of wanting to remove Kevin Spacey from his movie. But he also wanted to do it so he could fucking boast as a director of like, I can in 12 weeks replace one of my three leads with Christopher Plummer. And he did it. And the movie's meh, but that's not to do with the reshoots. Fucking Um, wild. On the note of that, this was Styles White. First and to date last directed film. <laughs> Rest in peace, man. You <laughs> he, had your shot. He you was a VFX it. artist for ages. Uh the worst directors are VFX artists. Yeah. Or like fucking animators. Yeah. Worst directors. Yeah. It's it's an it, he was then writing a bunch of Bloomhouse scripts for ages. Right. And then he got get, given this to direct. And then it, you know, wasn't very good. So I don't think Jason Bloom gave him another. Oh no, one. I thought this film was good. What? <laughs> I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10. Oh, my God. Um, technically, this is Hasbro Studios' first horror film. <laughs> technically? <laughs> well, Hasbro Studios is one of the producers of this because they own the Ouija board game. Right. Fucking hell. So this is technically their first horror film. Has there been any other horror film since apart from the prequel? No. Hasbro Studios do not tend to make horror <laughs> board games. Um, um, in the beginning when a... Hang on. Oh, yeah. I loved this one. In the beginning when a young Debbie and Lane are playing the Ouija board, uh, Lane is going over the rules and tells Debbie that if she looks through the planchette, she'll see the, she'll see the ghost. You can clearly see the 2013 copyright stamp on the back of the planchette, even though this scene is supposed to take place around the 80s or 90s. Um, love that for them. I just love that they hold up a thing to camera that breaks the continuity. Yeah. Um, and this one made me hate the cast. <laughs> According to costume designer Mary Jane Fort, the cast and crew would often take breaks between shooting and use the Ouija board to jokingly predict the box office opening weekend numbers. Yeah. I'm not a spiritual person, but I'm not actually sure I would fuck with a Ouija board. It feels... I just don't want... I don't want to do anything with that. Here's the thing. If it's fake, which it is, then it's just an exercise in nothing. You're not doing anything. If it's real, why fuck with it? Yeah. It feels like there's no positive outcome. 100%. Like, again, I'm not a spiritual person, but I remember my, um, my aunt is super spiritual. A lot of my mom's family are. And Susan said that one time she held a seance and like 
she she felt like she was haunted after that jeez yeah and i'm like even if that was real yeah. or even if it's not real the fact that you're going through life every day thinking that you're haunted sucks yeah but humans are very very good at creating mythology and spirituality for ourselves so like even if it is psychosomatic that doesn't make it not a real emotional experience for mm. you as a person and i'm like well i would say i don't believe in a lot of that but then it would plague on my mind and that's not worth it. Just don't do it. It just seems boring. It's like what I always say with ghosts. It's like, I don't believe in ghosts, but I believe in people when they say they've seen a ghost. Mm. Because they think that's happened and that's the reality for them. So I'm going to believe them. (laughs) Yeah. I'm also like, there's a lot of things that we don't understand. And that doesn't mean that any of the things we've described in terms of mythology or spirituality are real. Mm. But it does mean that like... There's a lot of things that we used to think were one thing, and then now we have a scientific explanation for it. Like, seeing demons in your bed, we now know is a part of sleep paralysis, Mm. right? Like, maybe they're not seeing a ghost, but maybe they are seeing a real thing that is just not explained. That's the thing. I don't think they're necessarily just making something up. Yeah. I think maybe they're misunderstanding something that is happening, but... Like, I have a lot of friends that claim they've seen ghosts, and I'm not going to stand there and be like, you're fucking wrong, because that's just straight up rude. Yeah. I'll just be like, okay, that happened to you. I cool. also like, as thought experiments, like, figuring out, like, how would science fit into this? Like, mm. the idea of there being in fourth dimensional space, beings that move through that space, like, we wouldn't be able to see them, because we can only see and experience three dimensions. Mm. But if there was a fourth dimensional being then the way that it would come in and out of our three-dimensional space would be similar to some of the descriptions of spirits yeah and and that would be a scientific explanation i don't think there's any evidence or credence to that theory but i like that there's still like ways you can apply science to those things yeah so there's there's real phenomena they're just probably not what we think they are yeah um, let me just... I've seen Interstellar, okay? I know it's my dad up in space trying to communicate to me. <laughs> Through a watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, every time I watch fucks up, I'm like, future dad, come on. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like Matthew McConaughey's character in that movie would have really struggled if Murph had a, an Apple watch. <laughs> <laughs> Manipulating the pixels through the Fuck. library thing. I want to see just a complete remake of Interstellar, and it's exactly the same except for the watch. <laughs> it's just an Apple Watch. That's the difference. And Matthew McConaughey's lines are all voiced by Mickey Mouse. I still can't. I I I I still kind of don't understand how he transmits the volume of data that that Taz surely had through Why don't Morse you get code? it? It was like in a montage sequence, remember? They're playing Hans Zimmer. She says Eureka and throws her notes into the air and kisses Topher Grace. Okay, she figured it out. I adore that movie Me so too. much, but that is the one plot point that I've always been like, it is a little squishy. Mm. Like, it probably could be a little more solid. Uh, I've got some reviews. I've got... This was really, really hard to find reviews in which people felt strongly in any way about it. On IMDb, there were only four written 10-star reviews. Like, Fuck. I <laughs> Nobody had strong feelings about this. Oh, my God. So I've got a handful of critic reviews, and then I have one IMDb review. Uh-huh. And Mike McCahill from The Guardian said... Nothing says Halloween more than gathering in the dark to experience a carefully strategized branding opportunity. (laughs) Um, Josh Goller of Spectrum Culture said, there are rent prices in Monopoly that are more frightening. (laughs) 
and fucking killer line. This is the one I agree with the most. Alan Almachar from the MacGuffin said, at best, it operates as time filler. If you want it to be 90 minutes later, I would recommend this movie. Yeah, it certainly does push forward the progression of time. It, Actually, no, it slows it down, but you do get through it. Yeah, well, it 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 successfully made it feel like 90 minutes changed in which I experienced no emotion. Like, it is 90 minutes of my life I'm never going to get back. <laughs> I felt nothing the whole time. Um, so this is a 10 out of 10 review by Robert Emerald uh, called Ruly Creepy and a Classic Original. Ruly Creepy. This is actually a review from 2020. Um, recently I saw a movie called They, 2002. Just calling something They is bold and brave. If there isn't a thoroughly thought out movie backing up the title, then the weight of criticism these days would probably sink your life for a while. But... They is a fantastic movie, full of chills and jump scares, great tension and exciting moments with tasteful, terrifying effects. I'm happy to report that Ouija is equally good. (laughs) (laughs) It's a highly intelligent and well-thought-out movie. There are many, many carefully chosen scenes that are absolutely classic. When I saw the low score for this movie, I honestly got a shock. I think that young people these days have a skewed perception of what is cool for them, which is rooted in social media trends and the similar consequent weight of historical opinion. Maybe these days a movie has to imitate something classic from the past to make the grade? (laughs) Whatever. For me, Ouija was a brilliantly cast movie. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. (laughs) No, Robert Emerald, even though you have a sick name. I just, I loved that review because it's not as batshit as our other ones, but it really is a review for they. Yeah. (laughs) Which is also good, but they. Holy shit. (laughs) What would you give this out of 10, Michelle? I think, look, I'm going to be honest and say, I think it's the best horror movie on the list. Yeah. Unless you count Vampire in Brooklyn. Mm, um, that was too much of a comedy. Yeah, it's 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 too much of a horror comedy to be counted in Remember the same way. Brooklyn was cool. It was, it was cool. cool. The more I, I think it. about it, the more I like it. Me too. Like, it, Electra, and Ra One are like too good for this list. Mm. Those are the trio I'd say like were were totally robbed by being put here. Yeah. Um, this probably shouldn't be on this list for a different reason, and that it's just nothing. I think because it's the best one on best horror movie so far, I think it's honestly like a four. Like it's, Mm. it's not bad enough to be a three, but it's also not our five standard of a good year, which is a fine movie. That is nothing. Love that. That's our standard. Yeah. I'm going to give it a 4.5. 4.5. I thought it was just like very decently made, easy to watch. Didn't make me want to shoot myself in the head. Yeah. I thought it was dumb, but it didn't make me cackle a lot because it was so dumb. Like, it was still, like, a pretty serious film for most of it. Yeah. It was just shit. It was just boring. This is very boring. For me, it's a 4.5. Yeah. This movie blew hard. Yeah. Not a fan of this movie. This movie. This movie sucked. Well. Yeah. Well, Abby, what are we watching next week? Next week, I am happy to tell you that we will be watching the Hannah Montana movie. Yeah. I am actually very excited for this one. I'm so excited. And I know a lot of our friends are as well. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was a real highlight on the list when we showed it to them. But Yeah. yeah. 
we will be watching Hannah Montana next week. So do not forget to tune in or else we're going to beat your fucking ass. Gonna beat your ass. Yeah. Fucking. That's the sound of me hitting you and also then after that, you hitting the, uh, the ground. <laughs> again and again and again. I'm going to be hitting on you so hard. <laughs> Join us next week when Michelle beats the shit out of me. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.